Well, happy Easter, everyone, and welcome to The Jar. My name's Chris, and we're so glad you chose uh, to hang out with us today. And if there's any way we can serve you, let one of our uh, greeters know. They would love to do that. And for those of you on the stream, uh, if any of you need any help, just ask one of our hosts, and they will do that. Well, I'd like to begin this Easter with a personal confession, and here is my confession. I'm not an outdoorsman. Okay, I know that shocks some of you um, because of how ripped I am. Uh, you would think that I am an outdoorsman, but I'm not. Uh, rather than, uh, you know, sleeping in a tent, I'd rather sleep in a hotel room. Uh, rather than cooking what you catch, I'd rather pick something off a menu, uh, to be quite honest. And I am just not an outdoorsman, but... I'm really impressed by outdoorsmen and how uh, cool they are. You know, you see a hunter or a fisherman, it's like, man, it's kind of like who I want to be, who I want uh, to become. And they're amazing people because these are the kind of folks that can live off the land. Now, if I had to live off the land, two things would happen. I would starve and I would die. Starvation first, death quickly following that because I couldn't do anything. Now, one particular group of people that I'm most intrigued by are bow hunters. Um, it takes an amazing amount, exactly, of accuracy and precision to be able to hit your target. And um, most people say that it takes at least three years of training before you really can become an expert with a bow and arrow. And it's not so much that you have to be physically fit, but you have to have this laser-focused target on your particular uh, animal or whatever that you're going after. That you got to be focused and you have to know your target. So I started thinking, like, all these guys are cool, and I want to be like one of them. And so I asked a buddy of mine, a guy by the name of Jason, who's an expert kind of bow hunter. And I said, could you teach me? And he said, well, I'm going to train my daughter, too, but you could come out. And uh, so I said, no problem. I'll show her up anyway. And so we went out, and he taught me how to do this. And I'd like you to check out our training session. Check it out. Hey, what's up, Jason, my buddy? What are you wearing? Well, I want to be comfortable when I shoot that bow and arrow. Okay. Chris, I've brought Maddie as a first-time shooter as well. You want to do a few things. You want to get ready. You're going to aim and fire. Dude, good shot. Um, hey, let me try. I can... Let's go ahead and let Maddie try first. No, I'm good. I'm good. I could... Maddie, you'll go first. All right, Maddie, I know it's your first time. You want to make sure you're set. You want to get ready. You're going to aim and fire. Nice shot. Oh, that's going to be easy. Let me try this thing. Dad? Yeah, yeah, it was. Hey, 
so sorry. Dude, did you see that? I'm ready to show my skills off on Easter. Bullseye, baby! Maybe not with that bow. We got one that'll work even better. We got a bow made special just for you. Here it is. I haven't opened it up since we got there. Let's see what we got. Man, I'm so pumped. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull this thing out. I hope you guys are okay. I'm going to come down here in just a second, and I'm going to aim for it, okay? So you get ready. Here we go. Let me see. Are you serious? This is what... Man, Jason is a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, what a jerk. What a jerk thing to do. But... I've got this, so I'm going to try it. And I, th- I think he said, ready, aim, yeah, ready, aim, fire. That... Maybe I should get a little closer. Uh, here we go. And, oh, didn't do much. Okay, well, uh, that's that. Now, there is a point, and some of you might be wondering what that point is. And it's this, that some people go throughout their entire life, and they never know what their target is. They go through their entire life and they don't know what the target of life is. And it kind of leads us to our big idea this morning, and it's this. And you can fill this out either in your program or on the JAR app. And it's this, that the target you choose impacts the life that you lead. The target that you choose impacts the life that you lead. So let me ask you this morning, what has been the target of your life recently? Because the truth is, each one of us wake up each morning and we choose our target. And any bow hunter knows that the key is to be ready to fire and then, or to ready to aim and then to fire. Now, I think that God must have known that we would struggle with this whole concept of Finding the target of our life, whatever that target is. And so after millennium after millennium of watching people just destroy their life and damage it, what God decided to do was to send his one and only son to planet Earth so that you could see his target and that you could choose to have a relationship with him. Now, the truth is, folks, that God's target since the beginning of time has been people. People like you. People like me. People like the person sitting beside you. So if you would, I'd like you to look at the person beside you. Go ahead. Take a moment. Look at the person beside you. If you're by yourself, look at someone around there. And now, at first glance, they don't look like much, do they? Right? I mean, maybe you're married to them. Maybe they're family. But you're like, eh, you know, you could do better. And, um, but this is what I want you to know, that that person is very important to God. In fact, since the beginning of time, since they took their first breath, God has had a target on that person. And the reason is, is because that person is important to God. In fact, scripture tells us this is how important they are. It says this. 
For we are God's... What's the next word? Masterpiece. For we are God's masterpiece. So, as you look at the person beside you, they are a masterpiece. And they're God's masterpiece. In fact, why don't you remind them, because they might have had a tough morning. Just tell them, you are God's masterpiece. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, tell them real quick. So, each one of us here, and those of you on the stream, we are God's masterpiece. And he is always constantly thinking about you. You really are a Monet, a Rembrandt, a Picasso. You are one of a kind. Now, for some of you, we're glad that God only created one. Like, one was enough, right? Uh, it might be the person beside you, even. Well, God the Father, since the beginning of time, had been preparing his son to come and to be ready to come to planet Earth and to let every human being know that they are a masterpiece and that they are important to him, that they are his target. But the real question becomes, why would God do this? Because the reality is, I don't know if you're like me, but I've messed up a lot in my life. Like there's so many ways that I've screwed up, flubbed up, messed up in my life that there is just no way that a holy God would want to have anything to do with me. Like, why would he do that? I mean, I'm not worthy of his gift of having a relationship. So why did he do this? Well, there's one reason and one reason only why God did this. And it's because of his great love for you. In fact, Jesus said these words in John 3:16, maybe the most popular verse of Scripture. And Jesus said this, For God so loved the world that He... What's the next word? He gave. That it was a free gift that He gave to us, His one and only Son, whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Folks, love gives. Now, it gets messed up in our culture all the time, but the truth is, true love always gives itself away. And that's what God did as He gave His one and only Son. You see, folks, Jesus wants a relationship with each one of you. And it's not just on Easter, but it's every single day for the rest of your life through eternity. That he says that I'm going to be with you, I'm going to be for you, and I want you to know that you are loved no matter what. So God, he took this concept of ready, he prepared Jesus to come to earth, and then he told him, this is what I want your aim to be. I want your aim to be dying on a cross. Now, I don't know about you, but like if God had prepared me my whole life and then he said, hey, your big moment is you're going to die on a cross. I'd like, you know what? Go ahead, select Justin for that one, you know, or pick Jill, pick somebody else. Don't pick me. And yet the reality is, is that Jesus, with laser focus, decided that he would do that because of his great love for you. And so that you would not have sin that you have to carry around like a weight. He died on a cross so that your sins could be forgiven, mine and the sins of the world. And in that moment, folks, there's actually an exchange that takes place. He took his life for your life. He took his forgiveness and he took away your sin. It was almost like his forgiveness and life 
wiped it away, and now you have a clean slate. And when this exchange took place, he said it's not just one time. He said it's every time. Anytime you mess up, anytime that you disregard me, and anytime you go off and do your own thing, and I know you're going to, I'm still going to reach out and I will choose to love. The cross was Jesus' aim. And this is what's amazing to me. God could have, God the Father could have forced His Son to do that, but the reality is He didn't have to twist His arm. In fact, Jesus wanted to let it be known very clearly these words. He said, no one takes my life from me. I give it up. What's the next word? Willingly. He said, I choose to do that because each person is special and I don't want them to carry around the weight of sin. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you more and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. He just loves you no matter what. And so on that very first Friday before Easter, you found that Jesus said, I'm going to make the cross the bullseye. That he said, I'm going to make it my focus, my aim to hit that. And I will go to a cross and I will die and I will spill blood. And it's not because I did anything, but it's because of great love for the world. And he died a criminal's death, even though he didn't commit the crime. We didn't. Now, if the story stopped right there, you'd be like, oh, great. I love the martyr Jesus, you know. He died. But no, 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 no. The joy of Easter and the hope of Easter is that three days later, he actually rose from the grave. They get to the grave and it's empty and they're freaking out at first. But then all of a sudden they're like, well, it must have been true what he said. And throughout His disciples, they started saying these words. He is risen. He is alive. And you might think if you're a person who's like, that doesn't make sense. I've never known anyone in my life to die and then to be resurrected from the dead. I haven't seen that. You might say, well, that must have been a story that just his disciples had witnessed. But the reality is, Scripture tells us over 500 people witnessed this. And we have accounts in Greek and Roman culture that actually shows that Jesus lived, He died, and that there were these witnesses who found that He had risen from the grave. And if you choose to have a relationship with Him, He says, then I'm going to always let you know that you are the target of everything that I do. And with that, I give you a promise. And Jesus, before He ascended back to heaven to be with His Father, He said these words, I will be with you... What's the next word? How often? Always. Like... No matter what you're going through, no matter what heartache, storm, loss, grief you go through. And we've gone through so much over this past year with the pandemic. Some of you have struggled so much and God says, I have not left you. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. And when Jesus chose you, the person sitting in your seat, 
to be his target. He said it's forever. That I'll never leave you. I'll never walk away. You see, folks, you are God's target. You are his masterpiece. You are the one that he thinks about all the time. You matter to him more than anything else in this world. You're his target. But the question I want to ask you again that I started with, what's your target? Who is your target? Now, for some of you, your target really is wealth. Each day you wake up in the morning and you're like, how can I get more money? Money, 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 money. You know, and you're like, what possessions can I gain? What can I do? And you get up each day and you're like, I want to get more than I had. I want my 401k to be out of the, uh, you know, off the, the charts up and to the right. That's it. Now, for others of you, your target's not that, but your target is companionship. You want people to like you. You want everyone to be pleased with you and you go through your entire day making the target. How can I make people like me? And for others of you, it may not be that, but it might be your work. Like your work is your identity. You wake up in the morning and the target of your life is I want to be known for what I do. And you work hard and you spend all this effort and time and energy. And for others of you, maybe it's an addiction. You have an addiction. You've been trying to hide it, but that's your target and Maybe no one knows, but you know because every single morning you wake up and all of your energy and effort goes into that. And again, as I shared at the very beginning, folks, the target you choose will impact the life you lead. So my question is, what is your target? I mean, how do you find out what is the target of your life? Well, first of all, uh, just like I learned when I did the bow and arrow hunting, you've got to... First, begin uh, understanding how to be ready. Am I ready? Uh, for the past years, I've been kind of preparing uh, this teaching. So if you really like it, then you can say, man, you did a good job. If you don't like it at all, well, next week, I've only prepared that one for two weeks. So it might get better. OK, I don't know. But I've been thinking about it. And when I thought about this word ready... I started thinking in my mind, like, when was the first time I ever remember this word ready? And I went back to kindergarten where when my mom was getting me ready to uh, getting me prepared to go to uh, school, uh, she would get me uh, prepared and then she would say, are you ready? And then. Uh, she would lift off the, this whole list of like, do you have pencils? Do you have paper? Uh, do you have your Star Wars lunchbox? You know, because that was important to me. And she would want to know, you know, do you have all of these things? And to be honest, many times I was not ready. And what I noticed is my mom became possessed. I mean, I don't know if it was with Satan or something else, but she would like literally start spinning around, going all over the place, finding all of these items and getting them to me so that I could get on the bus. And as a kid, I used to always think she did all of that because she loved me. And now what I realize is she just wanted me out of the house so that she could have peace. And in the midst of all of that, God blessed me by paying me back for not being ready by giving me two daughters. And they wake up each morning and 
They'll come down. They're my world. I love them, but many times they are not ready. And they'll come down and they'll even say things like this, Dad, I've got everything I need. I mean, everything I need, I have. But how many times have I had to go to school for the Chromebook? Like, this is the thing you use every single moment. How can you leave that? Or papers or permission slips, they forget their lunch sometimes. Like, how is that? And so what's happened over time is that I've become very impatient with them. And in the morning, I'm not so kind that you see right now, but I'm kind of, you know, very impatient. And I'll be think, I'll say things like this. Are you ready? Are you ready yet? Please tell me you didn't leave anything. Are you ready? And they'll kind of look and go, yeah. And then I'll have to go to school again. Now, this is what I want you to know. The God of heaven looks down upon each one of you on Easter 2021, and he's asking you this question. Are you ready? But he doesn't do it in a harsh way like I do with my girls. He doesn't do it in such a way that he looks down. He's like, are you ready yet? You people up in the balcony, do you got your life together yet? You people down here on the main floor, are you ready yet? Why do you keep doing the same stupid stuff all the time? You keep messing up in this area and that area, and you're just screwing things up. Are you ready yet? And he doesn't come and you know take a whole laundry list of your faults and like check them off. But God looks down from heaven today, and he asks you on this Easter Sunday, are you ready for a new start? Are you ready... To have a clean slate. Are you ready for a new life? In fact, that's what Jesus was all about. When he came, he said, are you ready for new life? There's a passage in John that says this. Jesus says these words. I have come that you might have, what's the next word? Life. And not just to get through life. Not just to kind of... Work your way through it. But he goes on to say this, and that you will have it to the, what's the next word? Fullest. That he says, I'm not just giving you life. I want you to have life to the full. I want you to have a full life. Now, quite frankly, folks, most people go through their life and they never live a full life. They go through their entire existence and they never live in peace and freedom and joy and hope because... They think they have to have it all together before they get connected to God. Before they can ever decide to be ready and to have a relationship with God, they think that it has to be about having it together. And folks, I want you to know when Jesus comes to you, he doesn't come to you with a big, long checkoff list of religious regulations and rules and rituals that you have to accomplish first before you come to him. Rather, he comes to you, folks, and Jesus says, this is how I come to you. He says, come to me. And what's the next word? He says, come to me what? All. That means everyone who is weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you, what's the last word? Rest. I bet if we took a survey today over this past year of this pandemic, some of you have been battling to have sleep. You've been battling to have rest. 
And for some of you, it's because of your role maybe as a medical professional. For others of you, it may be your job in some other area. For some of you, what the pandemic did was create a lot of issues in relationships that you thought were rock solid at one point, And now all of a sudden you find yourself worrying and anxious about it constantly. And Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary, all of you that are having your minds racing thousands of times, and I will give you rest. And many of you, you've tried this whole year to control everything that's in your life, and it's been exhausting, and you're worn out. And today, on Easter 2021, Jesus says that the way to be ready for a relationship with me is not to try to figure it all out, not to do everything on your own, but it is to come to me as you are. So, are you ready today to come as you are? Not having to have all your life together, not to have all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted, but to just come as you are. And this is the good news, folks, of Easter, that He will accept you and receive you right where you're at. Now, for some of you, you might say, well, I'm ready But the problem is, is my aim gets messed up all the time. I'm like, I want God in my life. I want to be connected. But then all of a sudden, when I try to make the aim, it gets all messed up and things go over the place. So what am I aiming for? You know, one of the things that I learned in my time with Jason, uh, outside of making the film, is that it's really, really hard to hit the target. Sometimes, even when you're aiming, sometimes when you think you're right on the bullseye after you shoot, it goes and you miss the mark. And it's interesting to me that there's a word that all human beings have perfected. It's a short little word. It's three word, or three letters in the word. But it's a word that we never want to talk about. But the word is sin. And I did some research on this word. It's actually an archery term. And it means to miss the mark. And folks, every time that we run away from God, every time we resist Him, every time we rebel against Him, our aim gets out of whack and sin comes in and we miss the mark, we miss the bullseye that is there. But the truth is, God's greatest desire is not for you to live with all of that guilt from missing the mark, but for you to have freedom and a full life. Free from sin, free from shame, free from your regrets. Free from anxiety, from fear, from worry. And sometimes people will be like, well, you can't do that. You can't go through life without worrying. Yeah, you really can. Now, you may not do it every single day of every moment, but you can find yourself more and more walking through life with freedom and joy because of what God's done for you. And I've experienced some of this, but the problem that I found for much of my life is that I was aiming not forward, but I was always looking back at my past. My past mistakes, my past failures, my past regrets, the past relationships that I had damaged. So my aim would get all messed up because I was focusing on the wrong target. 
Folks, I have a feeling that for some of you, the reason why God and church and that world gets difficult is because there's places in your mind in which you're tempted to aim at your past and you've been doing this for far, far too long. And today, God wants to forgive you of everything from your past. And there is nothing from your past that is unforgivable. And no matter how many times that you miss the mark, no matter how many times you're totally even off the board, God says that He will choose to love you. In fact, Scripture says this, All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, we've all missed the mark. And yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Because you're His target, you're His masterpiece. He gave His life just for you. And so today, Jesus is encouraging many of you, quit looking at the target of your past and aim towards his love that's in your present and your future. So, how do you get ready? You come as you are. How do you aim? You aim and focus on Christ, not your past. And then finally, you have to ask the question, M, is it time to fire? Is it time for you to fire, to make a commitment to Christ today? Not just to do the Easter thing, and hey, I'm here, and yep, I'm here. But you're like, no, I'm giving my life to Him. Or is it time to fire a commitment to Christ? You know, for over half of my life, the reason why I never fired the arrow of faith is because I was afraid. I was afraid that I had to be perfect. And so I went through the first half of my life this feeling of like I've got to fly straighter and I've got to work harder and I've got to do so many different things so that God would be pleased with me. And I thought that it was my responsibility to hit the bullseye of faith. And I went through anguish and anxiety trying to just figure out, like, what is the quota of good things that I have to do? Is it a hundred? Is it a thousand? Is it a hundred thousand? How many things must I do that are good before God would actually receive me and love me? What do I have to do to hit the bullseye of faith? And I'm telling you, it wasn't until I was 26 years old until I finally realized that a relationship with Christ is not about me hitting the bullseye every single time in my own power, but it's actually about accepting His grace. And grace says this, There's nothing you can do to make God love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. That God simply loves you as is. Now, we've been talking about this target the entire time. And the reality is, is that I miss the bullseye regularly. I mean, if you saw me in my house, you would be like, are you a pastor? Like, seriously, are you? Because there are moments that I miss really, really badly. And 
there are times in which Jesus says, even though you're messed up bunch, I love you, I forgive you, and I'm going to accept your attempt. So go ahead and fire to do the best that you can. And sometimes I land way out here, and sometimes I land here, and sometimes I land here, and sometimes I land, I don't even hit the target, and sometimes I don't even hit the board. It's not even close of doing the right thing. But because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross and the fact that He rose again three days later, He redirects my path regardless of how messed up it is. And He says, Chris, I'm going to help you to hit the bullseye because I want you to live in a life that is free from fear and that you walk with freedom. That you walk in a relationship with Me that is based not upon your efforts, but it's based upon you choosing to have a relationship with me. So today, my question for you is, are you willing to fire your faith in the direction, not of perfection, but in the direction of the one who knows you best and loves you most, who is saying to you today, you're my masterpiece, and he wants to create a new relationship with you. You know, when each of you walked in today, you received a little uh, keychain that has a bullseye on it. And for those of you that are on the stream, if you would like one of these, at the end we'll show you how you can get that. But I'd like each one of you to pull this out. And if you didn't get one, uh, one of our greeters will be around. Just raise your hand and uh, they will bring one to you. But you're going to need this. And then the other thing that I'd like you to pull out is a card that was in your program. It looks like this. So you need these two things. And um, you will not get out of here until you get these two things. So you might as well get them. You know, and I'm, look, now, man, I've had the most response from that, okay? So just pull these out real quick. You can put the uh, keychain down if you want. But this card is really what I want to talk about. And sometimes you can go through Easter and you've really never made any kind of decision except... Hey, I got up, I made the wife happy, I made the husband happy, we did our own thing and we're done. But right now, this is a moment just between you and God that you could actually say, nope, I want him to be the target of my life. And you could give us your name, your email, and we want that, not so you get junk email, but just so that we can be able to celebrate and encourage you on your decision if you did that today. And you could do that right now. Now, for those of you that are on the stream, uh, the way you can do it, just tap that raise hand button. And uh, one of our hosts would love to encourage you. Or you can go to the jar.org slash accept. And there can be someone there that can celebrate you in that way. Now, last thing. And uh, all eyes on me here for a second. Some of you, the truth is, you believe in God. You've accepted Christ. You've said, hey, I want him in my life. And maybe before the pandemic, you were like on fire for God. And then the pandemic came and the world got weird. And the church actually got weird. And our families got weird. And work got weird. And everything got weird. And we just kind of drifted away from God. And for some of you... Maybe today's the day where you would say, I'm done drifting. Bunch, I'm done 
dripping. I really do want Jesus to be the target of my life again. And you can make that commitment. So we're going to give you a moment just between you and God and this little card. And for you to decide, is today the day I want to do that? And when you leave today, there'll be a couple of boxes out there. You can just drop it in. No one's going to say anything. If you'd like prayer for anything in our prayer area, you can get that. And we have a free gift for you if you made this commitment for the first time. That we just want to help you and encourage you in your faith. So if you would, just take a moment. And uh, whether you want to commit for the first time or you're recommitting, you're saying, yeah, I've drifted away. I need him to be the target of my life. I need the assurance that he's always with me. And we'll give you a moment to do that right now. Folks, the target that you choose will impact the life that you lead. And starting tomorrow morning, you'll choose a target where you spend your time, your energy, where you focus. It might be on yourself. But I just want you to know that if you choose Jesus as the target of your life, He gives you this ultimate promise that you will never walk alone and that His love and forgiveness and grace and freedom will always be with you. So the way we're going to close today is I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And for some of you, this might be the first time you've ever kind of said a prayer in church. Uh, You don't say it Uh, you know, stand up and all that kind of stuff. We're just going to kind of do it out loud together. But you're not going to do this by yourself so that you're kind of, oh man, I'm I'm singled out. But I'm going to invite all of us to simply repeat this prayer after me. But it's your prayer connected to the God of the universe who's head over heels in love with you. And so in one spirit, I invite us to simply repeat this prayer. Let's close our eyes and repeat this prayer after me. God, thank you for sending Jesus over 2,000 years ago to save my life. Today, I make you my target. Jesus, forgive me. Make me brand new. I believe you died and rose again so I could live with you. Fill me with your spirit so I could know you, serve you, and follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray.